hey kids, you uh, you trying to get into Segment City? Well, you really shouldn't, because Segment City is a mature podcast, and listener discretion is advised. I'm just trying to look at, I know I'm in an alleyway, I know, I know how I look, but I got some fireworks for you kids. I got snakes and I got sparklers, that's all I got. Oh, don't give me that. Here at Segment City, we like to get right into the action, right into it. We're going right into a segment theater uh, at 100 miles per hour, uh, and we're gonna go. Hey, welcome! But put that on hold. We'll put, put that on that, hold. Welcome on hold. Put your seatbelt we got on. But stuff put that on to hold. do. Yeah, we we live in a modern America. We got to be as efficient and as productive as possible. I'll give you a Segment as, City minute. It's already over. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> oh, it's it's faster than fast. No, Thea, this is I'm just gonna start us off because you know what? I do have some commentary on this country. Oh, what's the deal? Welcome I to Will's believe- What's the Deal segment. What's the deal? Once and a week, Will gets to get on his podium. He gets to get on <laughs> his high horse. This like, is no, this is gonna deal? be a joke. This Society, is not a- am I right? This is not our actual. <laughs> I was gonna just do a brief joke, and now you've made it seem like I'm about to do a political speech, <laughs> such as the times we're in. That you're just like, ah, I see you're about to do a tirade. Yeah, here Let we me go. Just sit back. Let me just sit no, back. I cross twiddle my thumbs as a twerk. I'm gonna say if people in government only knew about the subject of this Wikipedia historian, oh, maybe they'd um watch their backs. Maybe they'd be a little Whoa. bit better. I'm not making threats, but somebody on this podcast is. You know who's really yelling out threats? Demon Cat. Demon Cat? What? Demon Cat. <laughs> the government the demon better cat. watch out for Demon Cat. Yeah, the Demon Cat, also referred to as the DC. The D- is a ghost. <laughs> the DC. You know, the I'm DC. sort of in the DC area. Oh my God, get out of there. Get out of there. <laughs> it actually does service the DC area because it is a ghost cat who is purported to haunt the government buildings of Washington, DC. Oh. That's not confu- That's not a confusing acronym at all. They couldn't have found a better one for the demon cat. I do like that this Wikipedia clarifies in the next, it does comma, which is the capital city of the United States. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. I like, I can't I have- hover over Washington, D.C. and just add that information. <laughs> well, now you never know. On Wikipedia, you might hover, hover over D.C. and it might say demon cat. And you might be like, excuse me, mm, what? That's what double. You know what? Sometimes the occultists. Like they're, <laughs> you know, in movies when it's like, oh my god, they've made a district that looks like a a pentagram, oh like my that. God. <laughs> <laughs> but for DC, that stands for Demon Cat. Demon Cat. So it's supposed to be in the the uh, state capital in the White House. Uh, the history of the Demon Cat. Uh, the story of the Demon Cat dates back dates back to the mid eighteen hundreds. When cats were brought into the basement tunnels of the United States Capitol building to kill rats and mice. Legend states that the demon cat is one of those cats that never left, even after its death. I love the idea that they had a whole boat go through like the Ellis Island experience, which is full <laughs> of cats. And now there's like cats who's like, My great great grandmother was a was a brought in for a job in the government and she worked there for fifteen years catching rats. 
had a good pension plan that really lasted through the other eight lives. It was great. And it really, it supported her and her forty-seven kids, and she didn't yeah. work a day <laughs> after she was five. All those kittens. <laughs> I do. Oh, I love that they. I I thought for a second they're going to be like they brought these cats in, and one of them was a Confederate spy <laughs> who was <laughs> they had to take care of and it vowed revenge against the, the President Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> uh, its home is supposedly the basement crypt of the Capitol building, which was originally intended as a burial chamber for President George Washington. I'm sorry, what? there's a crypt in the basement it of was the supposed Capitol to be building? A- I presume it just has documents now, but it, I think they—I don't, I don't think it's a full like Nosferatu Dracula. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, Senator Lindsey Graham, what do you think about destroying the world? This seems like an appropriate place. This to- seems right. This seems about right. Yeah, I, I just—I can't believe that I haven't heard of this this uh, crypt in the bottom of that. It just seems like some conspiracy for president would just Washington. They just be like, "This is where all the occult things of the government take place." How have I not yeah. heard of this? There are so many things that I feel like we, especially in the fifties during the Cold War and stuff, were like, "Russia is doing all these terrible things." Like, <laughs> and they're that like they they had Lenin in a box, and they're just like these heathens, these these atheist heathens, and then we're just like, "What about the crypt that we built for George Washington in the fucking Capitol, <laughs> like in the basement? Like, what are you gonna do?" Or people gonna come through? It's like, and there you can see his bones. Like, <laughs> listen, what? every Tuesday night, all the senators get together and we gather around in a circle and we try to raise him from the dead we just think it's a good play we think it would be better off if he was here you know so we just keep trying yeah they just sing yankee doodle because that's the only song (laughs) that was back in the day that he would know maybe he'll respond there's like one senator running around with a hoop and stick being like i'm getting in the spirit of it But do they have yeah who can stick? <laughs> who I presume was seventeen hundreds, but uh, but th- this part I think you're going to be tickled by. According to legend, the cat is seen before presidential elections and tragedies in Washington oh. D.C., allegedly being spotted by White, White House security guards on the night before the assassinations of John F. Kennedy oh, no. and Abraham Lincoln. Oh no, that's not it good. is just <laughs> it is described as either a black cat or a tabby cat. And the size of an average house cat. So it makes sense. But, however, witnesses report that the cat swells to the, quote, size of a great or a giant tiger or an elephant. Said an to elephant? be 10, 10 feet by 10 feet when alerted. <laughs> Excuse so, me. 10 feet by 10 feet is just a cube of a cat. That's not, that is, that's <laughs> not an elephant. That's a, that's a cube. This is a cartoon moment. This is not real. Yes, this is a giant <laughs> neon cat. This is because you see a house cat and they go, oh, this is so cute. And then they go, and they go, ah, and they run away like it's Scooby-Doo. <laughs> like, it's, it's, these are, this is, these are the people, this is White House security guards. These are the people protecting the president. They're like, and then I saw the cat. And you know how they say a cat stand, its hair stand, stand on end? Imagine that, but 10 by 10. 10 by 10. And so I, there I was, night at the museum, and it was just mm-hmm. me and the cat. And the talking Easter Island head. And we looked at each other and said, what's the deal with this big old cat? What's the deal? What's the deal? There is, and you know what? <laughs> this is also, there's a lot of fun facts about this. And the cat would then either explode or bounce at the witness. 
disappearing before it managed oh. to catch its victim. So either a fun pinata fiesta time or you're dead. Imagine seeing, okay, you're a White House security guard. Hmm. You walk down and go, hello, George Washington's ghost. <laughs> I heard there was supposed to be a crypt down here. And then you just see a cat and you go, oh, just a little pussy cat. And then it goes, and then you go, oh, fuck. And then it explodes. And then it explodes. <laughs> and you're just and left you go, to be like, huh? well, I guess it left me off the hook this time. <laughs> I guess I'll just kill my by Michael Bay. Oh, man. Uh, in the 18 or 1890s, the cat is said to have inexplicably vanished when some Capitol Hill guards fired their guns at it. And another supposedly died of <laughs> heart attack after seeing it. I don't know it. where it went. <laughs> <laughs> the last official sighting of the alleged ghost was during the final days or aftermath of World War II in the 1940s, which is big period. That's not a very specific mm. period. Just any time after the in the 1940s. It was just hanging like around five until the Nazis yeah. were done. And then it was like, you know what? My work here is done. I was trying to scare you into stopping the Nazis. And it looks like I did my job. He, he was like, listen, I only wanted one president to get the three terms. That was FDR. Killed him. We're good. <laughs> We're done. done. <laughs> I'm done with this. Uh, there's an explanation that they give, but this is very short. According to Steve uh, Livingood, the chief tour guide of the U.S. Capitol Historical Society, the Capitol Police Force was notorious for hiring unqualified relatives and friends of congressmen as favors. And these <laughs> men would frequently be drunk whilst on patrol. <laughs> <laughs> It's only our nation's capital. You know, why not just hire the least qualified person ever? Historians are just so frank and cynical where they're just like, yeah, it's all nepotism. Um, they're a shit face the entire time. And they thought you they guys, saw a demon cat. You guys want to see the ghost of George Washington? I can, I can introduce you. Would you like to... I don't know what Wikipedia is, but would you like to make a future page by spilling some horse shit everywhere <laughs> like this is let's just kind of make up some tales living good believes the legend began when a security guard who was lying down in a drunken stupor was licked by one of the capitol building's cats and mistakenly assumed it to be a giant cat living good states that upon reporting the incident to a supervisor the guard would have been sent home to recover and quote <laughs> eventually the other guards found out that they could get a day off if they saw the demon cat oh my god stop <laughs> It always comes it's down so to that. Stupid. How do I get out of work? Let me get off oh by saying God. there's a demon cat here. But uh, could you imagine if the demon cat made a return to like haunt Donald Trump? And he's just like, I'm down here because I thought I could see like some bones and that there'd be like cool wooden teeth. Somebody promised cool wooden teeth. Oh, what is this? A small little kitty cat? Oh my God, it exploded. Like, what? You, know, you know what? I'm taking the rest of the day off. I'm doing it. Yeah, I'm, it's you know what? For I'm, me. I'm taking the rest of the presidency off. <laughs> I'm gonna, it. I've been pinching myself. It. But anyway, that was just the beginning segment to Segment City, everybody. That was just the opener. We're almost 11 got, minutes in and we haven't introduced ourselves. This is peak yeah. podcasting, baby. This is peak podcasting. My name is Will Kane, and boy, oh boy, I might be a little demon cat myself. And I'm Theos Apagos, and uh, I'm 10 foot by 10 foot, and I'm just <laughs> a cube. I'm just a cube now. No, you're just 10 foot by one foot. What's your chest weight? <laughs> 10 know. foot by one foot. You're, yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you're very long. That's fair. Um, 
and this is a podcast where we take the we dumpster dive our way through the internet and we package up all those good comedy morsels into segments like you just heard me do right now. But now we're gonna go on to Theo's segment. That's a me. It's a my time, baby. It's my podcast. It's your time to shine. You can't stop me. French's announces limited edition mustard Skittles. Let's go. No. <laughs> Holy fuck. No, 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 no. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, everybody. Uh, your boy went to the grocery store this week, and he saw um, yogurt Skittles, Skittle-flavored yogurt, and I thought to myself, that is just, Wait. That's just sugary yogurt. Skittle This is somehow worse. Yogurt. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Oh, okay. You're you're okay. The, no, you're the target audience. I, <laughs> just, the target I was imagining idiot. you mixing the two worlds, and I thought, you know what? That's disgusting. Why would you do mustard and yogurt? It's, it's different. I could okay. Imagine putting Skittles into yogurt. That's a, that's some. If you're stoned and you're listening to this right now, I just gave you a great idea. Yeah, just try but it. For flavored, us, yeah. Flavored ice cream yogurt that is flavored like skittles is just what does that mean flavored. To, yeah what does that mean like what skittle is it Which, it's a fruit it's 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 circular thing you just it's you're, a, you've made a uh there's candy a, it's out a, fruit of a fruit and then back to a fruit out of a candy yes. this is for, we are both computer scientists this is a pointer this is like a different piece of fruit memory is being pointed to to yogurt why are we doing this there's two levels to fruit oh man but mustard Fuck Here that. we go. We're going to prnewswire.com for the official announcement. Oh, yeah. We got to get this official straight from the vine. In honor of National Mustard Day on August 5th, French's and Skittles have teamed up to release this summer's tangiest yellow candy. The first ever mouth-watering right. French's mustard-flavored Skittles. Fun-sized packs will be given away for free while supplies last via an online sweepstakes and an <laughs> and at an in-person pop-up events in Atlanta, Washington, D.C., and New York City. You know what? It's a time to enter this. It's going to happen. I'm going to do it. Or we're going to do it if I get it. But, oh, uh, you, you entered into it. I'm okay. going to enter into it. Here we go. <laughs> I was this is the say, best. That's, the, it, it's free because they couldn't sell it. Because they There's couldn't. No, yeah, you can't. <laughs> they you absolutely pay money. Fucking, no, we're doing this for a lark. This is... Absurd. Because how do you eat? Do you eat it with a hot dog? Are you supposed to like take a bite of a hot dog and then throw some? One in your of their mouth press or? images was a hot dog on a bun with, dots, with skittles on it. Skittles oh my on God. it. <laughs> I thought about that as a bit. That's like, why, why are jokes being real? <sighs> yeah, just um, just imagine all the all the Germans that have come over and like, yes, we're very into <laughs> the, the bratwurst. Yes, you have this in, in the new world. You have this in America? What What do you mean? Hey, Solid? hey, my name's Thomas Edison, and I'm a big inventor man that, <laughs> hey, is that your invention? Would you mind if I see that for a little bit? Yoink! Oh, Yoink. anyway, so uh, I was thinking about having a hot dog, but I'm the most American man ever, so I thought, what are we doing with this sauce on here? Make it a candy. Welcome to America, you German kraut <laughs> sons of bitches. Well, can I, uh, can I, let me break it down like this. Yeah. Ice cream. Yeah. And then we've got the ice cream of the future, Dippin' Dots. They took the ice yeah. cream, they made it into dots. Yeah. It, Mustard, make that into dots. Mustard of the future, that's what we've got right here. This is the mustard of the future. Well, this is the mustard of the future, baby. This is the future. Come on, this I, is the future. 
I would. I wish you were in that boardroom because that's that's a pitch. That's, <laughs> that's just, at least something. You have, a, you have a line connecting ice cream to Dippin' Dots and then squ- Skittles to question mark. Yeah. <laughs> or mustard like, to question mark. <laughs> there's some insane scientists that came to their boss and they're like, do you know what month it is? Did you know it's mustard month, my <laughs> lord? And it's like, don't call me my lord. You can call me Ted. Um, Why? Y- yeah, we're Skittles. What do you want? And he's like, I've made a concoction that's nasty. This is the quote that comes from somebody. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, the level of apathy we're at. Quote, from, mu- from mustard ice cream to last year's viral mustard donuts, this year marks the fifth time French's has gone all out with the unique flavorful innovations to celebrate National Mustard Day. With the yellow holiday landing on August 5th, we knew we had to outdo ourselves, said Valda Koryat, North American Vice President of Marketing for McCormick & Company. We are thrilled to collaborate with Skittles to deliver our beloved classic mustard tang in a new, fun way to French's and Skittles fans alike. Hey, would you describe yourself as a French's fan? It's, is, I feel like French's is a little bit of a monopoly. It's there, got the yellow, they've monopoly? got the yellow. They've got, they got the, the yellow. It's like they bought out all of the yellow food coloring and said, you guys can't do it like us. We're the yellow yeah. one. You could probably get like some generic brand, but are you going to get that nice yellow bottle where everyone goes, that's mustard? Yeah. You know, we we all know that Grey Poupon would be yeah. doing the <laughs> yellow thing if they could get their hands on that dye, but they can't. And so they're kind of this murky brown and they try to play it off as we are Grey Poupon. It is classy. I wish that uh-huh. was uh, used in more things because it's uh, everybody says it different. Everyone uh, either goes for how bouncy am I going to make this word or how fancy am I going to make it. And these people have decided we're not going to make our mustard fancy or anything. Yes. We're going to make them Skittles. Which next, this is next? They're going to partner mustard and Doritos, and we're going to have mustard yeah, that, Doritos. Oh, that, that's that's, <laughs> that's actually that's, better. That's better. That's savory. That's Fuck. with the because they I did literally it off the cuff. I did a better collab. Damn it! Yeah, the, literally, I am. They have two dartboards. They have like a flavor, and then what collab they're going to do. Right, and they've just done because that fact that they said we've done mustard donuts. Uh-huh. We've done mustard. <laughs> what was the other one? It was like mustard. Uh, everything mustard. Mustard yogurt. Ice, uh, ice cream. That's ice what cream. it was. Ugh. Like, because here's the thing. I know it's like they're the, the mustard company. Why not go with Heinz? Because I think about that. Ketchup uh, Skittles not going to be great, but it's going to be better. Mm, yeah. It, and like even oh, relish. Relish, relish, Skittles. Uh, relish, at least there's a that such thing as a sweet pickle. Like at least there's yeah, like exactly. such a thing, there's, you know? It's in the same category. There's no sweet mustard. <laughs> there's no sweet there, mustard. It's I hate all spicy. You. It's all tangy. It's, it's all bad. tang and spice. Consumers will also have a chance to t- taste French's mustard Skittles and snag some branded swag when French's hits the road in a multi-store, <laughs> a multi-stop tour up the East Coast in the Mustard Mobile, a bright yellow custom-designed vintage bus complete with giant mustard Skittles on top. Now, my main question: Yeah, do you think the Mustard Mobile and the Wiener Mobile Voltron into the hot dog in, mobile mm, into the hot okay. hot dog hot dog bot hot bot? Hot dog bot. Is there anything? Bot dog. There it is. Nailed bot it. Dog. Bot dog. There we go. Bot, bot dog. <laughs> Voltroning together with ketchup and relish. The, yes. The, those different bands. And then they, I mean, what do they stop? 
It's like just the, bad just the stomach shitty, things. The shittiest Power Rangers ever. You've got like the green <laughs> relish Power Ranger. The red. This is getting dangerously <laughs> close to capitalist Captain Planet. Like this is where it's yeah, like it eat, is. eat the hot dog, and then what if they turn evil? What, what does that mean? I guess if it just, I mean, the hot dog turns evil. A hot dog will nuke your stomach if you eat enough of them. Joey Chestnut can attest to this fact i was gonna bring up what if joey chestnut was truly the hero (laughs) we've always needed and the the hot dog turns on us and they go now that i've defeated bad tummy o'clock it's time to defeat you new york city coney island and then he's just like we need a hero and then joey chestnut comes and he goes i know how to lubricate this dog down (laughs) the esophagus just unhinges his jaw to like 25 feet wide this is the power of joey chestnut (laughs) i've been training for this moment there's no chestnut he can't crack there's no eye in chestnut baby this would (laughs) be amazing great uh yeah i think that's that's probably how it's gonna go are there and then the hot dog or the hamburger uh car from spongebob becomes the head i'm gonna say there you go yeah but it's specifically from the cartoon like not a real version of it. It is a cartoon version. I do have to look into more how to get get my hands on some of these. Uh, on getting trucks, each prize, each one of the, each one of these mini packets is valued at six dollars and seventeen cents. What crack are you smoking, <laughs> Frenches? That that is inflation in action. There's no way we would naturally pay for that. They're just putting up the prices. In what world? In what? You're giving world? it away for free. It has no value. Oh my god. Nobody wants it. I like how <laughs> the the classic yellow mustard French's bottle proudly displays no artificial flavors. And no mm. such claim can be found on the Skittles packet. <laughs> no, absolutely. Oh, absolutely you think not. they're going to go, oh, we've gotten the best mustard seeds in the world. We've shipped them over to our factory. We crushed <laughs> them up and we put, we put, uh, we then diluted it with 10 billion pounds of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> and then we put it, we fucking sealed that into a little Skittle. Well, that's all I've got for this wild food food news edition. I just, these companies, man, we got to go to the next segment. I can't. Yeah. Can't this even is, deal with this. Here's the thing, though. We're from the uncanny valley that is a mustard Skittle mm-hmm. to the uncanny valley that is on purpose. Uh, this is a continuation from last week. Where we, last week we talked about an artist who made Sky Whale. Sky Whale. Uh, Sky Whale with its many tits and <laughs> Sky Whale Papo with its many children. Uh, who is a very strange and like very photorealistic, mm-hmm. which this artist is known for. So let's get into um, some of uh, the title of this article. I might as well just read it. It's from The Guardian by Van Banham, um, October 6th. 2017 from Graham to the sky whale the unsettling mutations of patricia pincini mm. pincini uh, she has like one extra <laughs> that i expect uh her work i'm going to say i did a google image search and i'll be sending some of them to you during good so i can react um, live react very good they're off-putting mm. and they're strange mm. and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you just an appetizer. The appetizer that the article give me that does. little taste test. Here we go. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. 
Huh. So what do you see? Huh. 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 Okay. Huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you good? You okay? All right. So it's a woman looking yeah. despondent, holding a, a child, but this child yeah. Yeah. looks like it has the ears of a pig and then a fleshy cocoon that sort of wraps around its it, entire yeah. body to make it the size of like a it's large an pillow. Oh, yeah, it's bleh. an armadillo <laughs> child. It's a little bleh. baby that's supposed to look like uh, armadillo, but it's all flesh colored. I and don't like so this. that's what makes it bad. Walking through Patricia Piccinini's, uh, Piccinini's, I think that's how you pronounce it. Melbourne Studio is more like wandering through a cabinet of monstrous curiosities <laughs> than visiting an artist's workspace. Observed within, a beast nursing a human child at her breast, miniature anatomical models, organic forms mouthing soundless words from the walls, which is literally like Hellraiser shit. Ugh. Ugh, screaming from the walls. Ugh. Boxes and boxes of feathers. The severed head of a mannequin child upon a table. An immobile bird of prey made entirely from hair. A baby Ugh. fused with an egg. Ugh, stop. Why? Yeah. This is all terrible. Why? <laughs> I, I know that it's art, but my general reaction is why? Yeah, that's true. Uh, because of art. But that, I have to ah, say that. Because entire- of the art. Okay, that- of course. Now you see, you must feel disgusted. This is the human emotion that you <laughs> Americans are out of touch with, but the rest of the civilized world has come to terms with. You see Everybody your baby. loves art. You see, you see your baby. You feel disgust, but I feel also disgust. It's terrible. Yeah, stinky, <laughs> stinky babies. Oh, but stinky you know baby. what? Sometimes they look at you and you go, this almost looked like a person. I <laughs> almost, like this it. one almost looked like a little <laughs> Almost. Each one of these examples, by the way, would be like the is is like the equivalent of the the short story, like what's the saddest short story you could make it's <laughs> that Ernest Hemingway did. Like this is a short horror gross little poem. The severed head of a American child upon a table. The resemblance of these rooms to zoological lab or an old surgeon's college is unsurprising. Uh, Piccinini tells uh, me she thought herself to draw in an anatomy, taught herself to draw in an anatomy museum. Hmm. In a space like that, she says hers was the advantage. The models always remain still. Since then, the multidisciplinary... Uh, Australian artist has attracted global renown for figurative works that render fantastic human hybrid creatures in such anatomic detail that the stillness seems the most unnatural feature. Mm. And I have to say, she is very good at making fleshy things and making it look real. This year, two of Australia's major galleries have announced separate exhibits, exhibitions of the uh, artist's strange motionless menageries. Brisbane's Gallery of Modern Art are staging the most comprehensive retrospective of her work to date next year. And later this month, Piccinini will have uh, seven works at the National Gallery's Hyperreal Exhibit in Canberra, a gallery that I kind of want to go to. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm more into horror <laughs> out of the two of us. You and I feel go? like I'd be like, ooh, 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 ooh. Like, but I'd be like, ooh, ee, ooh. Like, <laughs> Gross. What's there's like the Futurama gif where they're uh, trapped by the Amazons on the planet and they their face keeps on going from fear to like, yeah, <laughs> being told they're going to die via sex. 
And that's how I feel. <laughs> that's my face. I'm that's like, how oh, you feel? Ooh, Gross. Ah, ooh, <laughs> ah. Uh, while here creatures may allude to something orphic and arcane, Piccanini's own framework remains as observational and material as a dissecting room. I like 19th century social realism, she says. They depicted how the Industrial Revolution had an effect on everyday people. I'm interested in the same thing that's happening now, in, that, in how technology <laughs> innovation is changing the way that we see the body. Piccanini's exploration I of really wanted biology. to make my own child look totally gross, but they told me, sorry, ma'am, we're not doing that. We're not ruining the life of your child. And I said, you know what? Keep the baby then. <laughs> oh, I want an armadillo. Give me an armadillo, <laughs> child. Uh, uh, change led to the New York Times to hail her as the sculptures of life forms <laughs> that don't exist. The oh. New York Times to hail her as the grossest mom alive. As Please stop. nasty, nasty, <laughs> as but nasty. real. <laughs> <laughs> nasty, nasty. Uh, the uh, so one of their things was the Sky Whale. Um, last year, the Transport Accident Commission invited the artist to propose what the human <laughs> body would look like in order to resist <laughs> a high-impact car crash. Oh my the God. result was Graham. <laughs> a thick neck survivor with a reinforced skull cavity and sacks of air across his chest. Graham made international news. Would you like to see Graham? Yes, I would love to see Graham. This Graham is fucking terrifying. Truly terrible. I I think I'm gonna hate Graham. Oh no, Graham! <laughs> <laughs> it does look a little bit like uh, the cowardly lion on the head. But also Interesting. like more like a monkey than a lion, like a, a is, thick, like a thick monkey, like a thick, thick monkey. Mm, and it's too uh, relaxed. Why is it so relaxed? Oh, its ribs are sticking out. I hate this. Mm -hmm. They kind of look um, like Santarans from Doctor Who. Like <laughs> that's a nerd reference for it. Has this? It's basically like imagine a normal dude's body, except it has he has like a bunch more nipples. <laughs> That are like supposed to, like if he had he has like a little like yeah like and then pouches. his head is just like is just like a a he has no neck his head Our just turns into a lump has evolved to withstand we're terrible drivers just okay? car crashes first thing we need <laughs> to know about our species is we, I don't know why we keep getting in the car but every single damn time I love I the wind. <laughs> I just love to ride. What can I say? I know I'm gonna crash. That's the reality. They say it's air sacs, but they don't say show it inflated. So I'm imagining him just like <laughs> like a buffer fish, which would be ew, probably grosser. But uh, there are two amongst Pic uh, Piccanini's most unsettling mutations of human and animal forms. Her Madonnas are not clothed for piety, but brazen and naked, half ape, bristling with hair. Babies are swaddling with adult faces and snouts. Nature's expected laws of delineation, defining scales for skin, bones from feathers, sacks from follicles, are collapsed. All rules rewritten. Really, what she's doing is she's just combining a human with a regular thing. Or like a concept. Because <laughs> like most of her artwork, there's I, I can send you a few more as we go. But like she literally... This one, uh, this is actually one that I like, even though it is unsettling. That looks because like a, very, a human, it, uh, what's the word? What's the animal? Walrus. The, like a walrus, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like it's, a it, seal. 
like the bottom thing has like little feet like fin- uh, toes but they're not really like it's, it's a big like flipper a, it's like an it's like old a human. woman in a, in a walrus yeah so, so it's a lot of that kind of stuff um they're what's so fleshy about- everything's so fleshy it is <laughs> all just human flesh it's so uh, many Piccanini. there's so many folds and wrinkles mm-hmm. uh but for piccanini the beast she invents are the logical conclusion of what is possible within the ongoing material conversation between evolutionary forces and environmental ones describing yourself as quote ambivalent about technology her relationship to the potential is not so dystopian as it is technical and explorative i'm gonna say if you compared yourself in a few paragraphs ago to like social realists that are talking about the industrial revolution in negative terms i think i don't think you could turn around and be like i'm not doing that for technology (laughs) but i'm also doing that for technology technology. yeah Yeah. i'm ambivalent about technology but all my work is (laughs) anti-tech like i already said that i'm anti-technology kind of um to create graham she worked with a trauma surgeon and a crash investigator quote i really listened and internalized the science of it she said at the time then i approached it in a creative way on an emotional level um juxtap- i could see uh, that i mean it's it's it is impressive what she's done here like just just trying to like think creatively about what would the ideal human look like for this specific one scenario this yeah i think that's the most impressive because the rest are like they there's one that it's like a pig person with like little babies in, mm-hmm. that's suckling at the teats and then like this is impressive from a technical standpoint but it's kind of how i look at art that's like portraits of people where it's both impressive and uh, like you kind of have a something to work off of like it's not it's all flesh <laughs> like, she's all really flesh. good at doing flesh yeah she's definitely found her niche yeah uh, juxtapositions of the scientific against the emotional are perhaps to be expected from an artist whose first university degree was in economics at the oh. Australian National University. The course <laughs> offered her understanding of human systems, activity, and phenomenons of mass behavior. Although the insight she shares with me was in learning not how the world works, but how people think the world works. <laughs> the false perception, the artist declares, is that supply and demand drive productivity. For Piccanini, the motivation for all human productivity is desire. This is where I get very just, like artsy fartsy, where she's talking it. about her own work. What if the, uh, the professor was like, so I know we've been doing economics all uh, all semester, and I was going to, for your final assignment, give you an assignment to analyze hmm. the, the profits of this company. But I thought, you know what? Why don't I just make your final draw the fleshiest, most gross... Can- Thing Give me you as can many imagine. folds. Give me as so many folds, get. and whoever does the most folds gets the best grade. You know mm. what? Let's just do that. Yeah, she has a quote about her uh, uh, the appeal of realism. Um, if you're making art that's the opposite of realism, which is a kind of formalism, then it's difficult for everyday person to connect with that because to understand formalism, you have to have a knowledge of it and a background in it. That could be alienating, whereas realism has the potential to be so inclusive. Anyone can connect to it because it's what they know. I'm going to say, I don't, I kind of see what she's saying. She's saying like, if you're doing artwork that's like very stylized, you kind of have to know the history of it, which Hmm. I'm going to say, no, you don't. Um, And realism as a familiarity, but I'm like, that's a weird quote coming from her because her, the entire point of her art to me is to use realism to to be alienating right is to take something to the extreme with realism yeah it's it's to make people uncomfortable 
Right. Like it's, it, that's the whole point of it. And for her to be like, but it'll make people more comfortable and like, and it does make people relate to it more. Cause like the, the weird Wallers thing, it has a child that's holding its head. Like they're on a bench and it's a very like, and the child's like leaning up against and really likes the, like seems to love the Wallers. Yeah, so but it's the like one very with human. the mom holding the armadillo son is like, that's just uncomfortable. No one looks happy in that scenario. Everyone mm. looks like they're put out. <laughs> yeah, she she has a weird expression. It's like another like half smirk. It's like a Mona Lisa smirk. And, and so does the baby. Great. Yeah. I have my own experience of aesthetic immersion in uh, Piccanini's studio when she takes me into its hair room. In it, an assistant... Yeah. <laughs> uh, in it, an assistant is sewing individual hairs in the arm of a fleshy frozen, frozen figure in the act of giving birth... Were, no. it not got, <laughs> were it not got the gentle intellectual presence of Piccanini herself, I'd be freaking out and bolting for the door. <laughs> but of course, these are not real pieces of bodies or dissections of flesh. If I wasn't on assignment and I, <laughs> I would have run. to be polite, I would just get the fuck out of there. Uh, <laughs> they're not uh, real pieces of flesh, but they're instruments of a discursive pro- project, even if the hair itself is human. As Piccanini reminds me, with some tenderness, I use realism, but I don't want it to represent reality. I want it to represent ideas. Do you feel comfortable with flesh yet? No. Do you need more exposure before you're ready? How many more tits do I got to put on this whale before you're (laughs) ready for all this exposure to flesh? How many more bellies do I need to give it? Please tell me. I will do it. So many folds, so many bellies, so many folds, but you so know many bellies, what? So many chins. From from <laughs> from these bellies back to the Skittles bellies going into your bellies. Hopefully not. Speaking of folds, to your next. Oh wait, is, <laughs> is this I'm I'm. You know what? Take it away, Theo, because I want to see where you're taking this. Speaking of folds, I've got for you a collection of Florida man stories. Ooh. That's just gonna. It's going to put a pep in your step. going to make you want to never go to Florida again, baby. Come on. I That's never the do. goal of this one. First up, art, first up article, Florida woman reportedly shot husband in genitals during fight over air conditioning unit. Whoa. Wait. <laughs> Hold up. Oh, okay. I'm going to got to know the type of gun. Because if this is a shotgun, oh, we're gonna I'm not going to get great points. See? Is a shotgun? Oh. A Florida woman is in jail after she allegedly shot her estranged <laughs> husband in the te- testicles during an argument about an air conditioner unit, according to local media reports. Kimberly Dunn's estranged husband and his brother came to her Lake City, Florida home last autumn to pick up an air conditioning unit that he wanted to sell on Facebook. Lo- local television station WJAX TV citing an arrested uh, report. Jax TV. She sat Only on the you unit. The most. <laughs> Jacks. She sat on the unit to prevent the men from taking it and allegedly attempted to fend off her husband with a stun gun before shooting him in the testicles with a pink handgun, according to W. Oh Jax. my god. <laughs> <laughs> that's even better. Oh, that's Oh, that's great because I was asking you for your shotgun because I'm like, that doesn't take a lot of aim. It'll probably blow the entire junk off, but like, it's not the aim. If she's got a little pink handgun, <laughs> and she's just like, I'm about to fucking 360 no scope your pecker. Like, that's <laughs> Stand incredible. Stand buddy boy. You're never going to see this one coming. <laughs> hey, have you ever seen RoboCop? <laughs> We're about to reenact a scene from that. <laughs> 
Dunn allegedly told investigators that the shooting was unintentional and that she was only hoping <laughs> to scare the men, the station reports. Now, By shooting between hmm, the legs? Hmm. Hmm. Now we need to pick a lane because on the one hand, a little pink handgun, if you just pull it out, it's not that scary. But if you start shooting it, very scary. But if it was an un- unintentional mm. shot, then what it, what are we doing? I don't think I don't know if it was unintentional here, my dude. I now I'm just mm. speculating here, but I think you uh you you wanted you to pull wanted that to. little you, to sh- you pull you bought that pink handgun thinking one day I'm gonna shoot a dude's nuts off with this, and you saw your golden opportunity. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> I do one. This is probably going to be my most like liberal guy thing, but do we really have to gender handguns? Do we really have to make it fucking pink for her to get listen, she, black? Listen, black is she, like our steel. She got <laughs> like it gray. She, she got it as a present at a at, when she was a baby at yeah, the, baby the baby shower. shower. Yeah, yeah. Her, her mom's friend thought this is baby's Welcome first handgun. Yeah. Welcome to Florida. We got to get it right for the baby for a girl. What? Congratulations! <laughs> it's it's unloaded. I'm not that crazy. <laughs> yeah, uh, did, I I agree with you that you don't like the moment that you aim at somebody. You're you're trying to kill them. No, the moment like, you, you pull out a gun. Yeah, the moment you, that's what I'm saying. If you're pointing it at you, then it's like you, you can't you be like, I did a warning shot and all. it shot somebody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just waving my sword around Don't and it happened to cut his dick off. Right. It's like you were still waving the sword around. Like, what you're the fuck still, are you doing? You were still sharpening that weapon for three hours before you did it. Ready. Like, yeah, right. You were ready. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Though with the altercation yeah. happened in October 2017, Den was arrested this week after failing to show up for a related court appearance, according to jail records. All right, related. Benefit of the, <laughs> benefit of the doubt, lady. I, it's maybe gone out the window. Listen, for me. the the judge is reading the things. It's like she's got a combo. <laughs> Story number two: Florida woman sentenced after pulling gator from pants during traffic stop. Whoa, <laughs> sentence for it. So it's yeah. already gone through the court systems. They already yeah. were prepared for it. Um, so she, we'll get right into it because I have so many questions already. Move over, Florida man. A Florida woman who pulled a small alligator from her yoga pants, <laughs> yoga pants during a traffic stop has been How sentenced. How do you not notice it then? <laughs> I can't even imagine a worse type of pants to be wearing. You wouldn't want those in your jeans, but I'd rather have a layer of jean than yoga pants. Ma'am, ma'am, can you step out of the car? Also, this is a tight, you know, warm weather kind of, or <laughs> d- cold weather kind of pant. I don't know why. Ma'am, is that an alligator? Ma'am, is that or an you alligator? Just happy you to just happy to see me. Uh, has been sentenced to a probation after pleading guilty f- for four to four charges. Florida prosecutors say that Charlotte County Sheriff's deputy stopped a pickup truck in May after it ran a stop sign. The driver, Uh 22-year-old driver Michael Clemens, told the deputy he and his 25-year-old passenger, Ariel Machan LaCroix, were collecting frogs and snakes under an overpass. Just normal Saturday (laughs) afternoon stuff, hanging out under the old overpass, collecting those uh, snakes and frogs. uh, Officer, I think you've just arrested Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer. Because that is some good boy times. <laughs> he gave the deputy permission to search the bags in the truck. Oh, yeah. Sh- sure. You should. You can absolutely. It's full of frogs. It's a lot. It's, you're you're going to see it's full of frogs. The deputy then found 41 three-striped turtles in a TMNT backpack. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's themed. <laughs> he then asked Michelle LaCroix if had anything else. She pulled a one-foot alligator from her pants. One foot? 
It's not that's, that small. That's, that's not, not yeah, that that's, small. That's I've a seen big baby guy. alligators. Yeah, that's that's like a, a toddler <laughs> of, a, of an alligator, at least. That's the end of the article, and I hate that. They give gonna, no, no really, more details. I was going to ask what the four counts were. Like, at what assault with a deadly <laughs> alligator? One, having turtles. Two, putting the turtles in a backpack. Yeah. Three, having them in a TMNT backpack. That's another charge. You can't do that to so my the, guy Donatello. Come on. The, 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 the article title was that the, she threw it at the officer? or no, she just pulled it out of her it. pants. And they it was said, in her pants. Get on the ground now! <laughs> I don't and then know. They, she said, Chompy, it's time for you to get me out of trouble. And then pulled on his tail like it's a chainsaw. And then it went, nah, 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 nah. And it was, <laughs> oh my God. And then it bit its ha- these hands off. And I'm just writing a horror movie at this point. That's, but it, yeah, I would love to see that. I just like the guy, the, pass- the driver who's like, yeah, you could take a look through my snack backpack. It's right there. What are you going to find? My granola? Oh, no, that's not my snack backpack. Oh, my turtles. Oh, no, that's my turtles already... backpack. I should have remembered it's in the turtle backpack. I should have remembered. Sir, is there duct tape on these? And do they have names of Renaissance artists? Is this more? <laughs> I ran out of Renaissance artists, <laughs> so I just started calling them Earl and Xavier and things like that. Next one, Candyman busted for selling drugs out of snack truck. You can't do that, Candyman. Because <laughs> <laughs> the Candyman can, because he mixes it with love and makes the world taste good. Today, Cause... detectives at the Port St. Lucie uh, Police Department announced the arrest of Radames Guzman, a.k.a. the Candyman, after a sting revealed oh he was selling drugs God. out of his mobile snack food truck. Guzman told the police that he began selling fentanyl, cocaine, marijuana, and psych- psilocybin. Psilocybin. That's, That's a new one. Yeah, LSD. psilocybin mushrooms okay. no, from his mushrooms. That's just mushrooms. mushrooms from his snack truck to offset the bat to offset the bad economy. <laughs> you know these. these <laughs> you know what? Inflation's really these Gen up the Zers, industry. These Gen Zers are spending all their money on avocado toast. I gotta start sending. I gotta start selling fentanyl to keep up with the avocado. I can, there's yeah. nothing I can do. What am I supposed to do? Listen, I can get what a few dollars for a cookie. How much do you think I could get for cocaine? <laughs> I could get a lot. After obtaining a search warrant, detectives raided the exotic snacks truck parked at the at the 1300 block of Southwest Gatlin Boulevard and seized the following. 10,000 fentanyl pills with a street value of $300,000. Jesus Christ. No, you can't say that you're un- like having bad economic times when you have yeah. that on you. Like- yeah. Sorry, buddy. 626, hey, 626 grams of cocaine. 4.4 pounds of marijuana, 4 grams of psilocybin psychos- oh uh, uh, mushrooms, 1,000 mm-hmm. grams of THC wax. Oh, that's crazy. I didn't even know they had that. Two drug yep. pill presses and nine firearms. Hey, buddy, you crossed the line a while ago. You went this over is- the border a long time ago into yeah, Crazyville. You can't be like, I'm just a poor small business owner who's never done anything bad. And, oh, that's that's actually only the eighth gun. I have another one that, God damn it, I shouldn't have told him about the other gun, shouldn't I? Oh. Nine guns? What, he's one dude. Did he accomplice He's one like, dude. At one point, I feel like that's a common thing, and I never understand it. Don't you only need, like, one good gun? You've only got two hands, so we need yeah. to rethink the calculus here. You're going to do Scarface, like, boom, 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 then that's only two. Even if you were Neo and you had two strapped to your chest, then you need a maximum of four. Two in your hands, two in your chest. 
And those what are we doing light. with the rest of them? Yeah. You can't have like full ARs. You're not a, a video game character. They can only have two. Guzman was arrested and charged with 22 drug-related crimes, including trafficking in fentanyl, trafficking in cocaine, cocaine, profession of a firearm by a convicted felon, possession of drug equipment, possession of a controlled substance, yada, 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 yada. He's arrested. 20, 22 counts. Gone, gone forever. Mm-hmm. All right. Last one for you. Florida man accused of stealing gator from golf course threw it around to, quote, teach it a lesson. <laughs> wait, wait hold on i'm imagining that this is mario 64 and it's so long gay bowser and you so just long. like whip it around and you're bob like what do you do well, teams are a lesson did it eat his golf ball a florida man who stole an alligator from a miniature golf course swung it around by its tail yep there you go swung it around by its tail oh my god and threw it into the air claimed it was teaching the reptile a lesson according <laughs> to Day- daytona beach shores department of public safety it's a gator they don't think two <laughs> seconds from now they're not gonna remember the lesson that you it's I gonna wake up tomorrow you. be a it's like, I'm going to eat humans now. Like that's what never I- stand in the way of my putt again. Okay. That'll teach you a lesson. This is entitlement. This is, <laughs> this is white man entitlement to lift this gator from its, <laughs> when you're in Florida, you're in its lane. <laughs> Police say they were patrolling on South Atlantic Avenue at 3.20 a.m. Thursday when they saw what? a man later identified as William Hodge attempting to throw a live gator onto the roof of a building. This is a meth man. He is on meth and he's trying to do the pizza thing for Breaking Bad. It's a gator. Hodge 32 grabbed the creature by its tail and hit it against a building awning, according to the affidavit. It's going to get this guy's a real bad apple and he's going to do some bad things to this gator. So if you don't want to hear about some man on gator gator abuse, skip ahead two minutes. He's also accused of slamming onto the ground and stomping on it twice and throwing the alligator over his shoulder and then onto the ground. Officers say they approached Hodge after seeing him throw the alligator and immediately put his hands up to surrender and he was taken into custody. He admitted that he jumped the fence on into an alligator enclosure at a nearby miniature golf course and stole oh the gator after, after wrestling with it, records show. When he asked why he abused the animal, he claimed he was teaching it a lesson, according to the affidavit. He's on. He's high. He's fucking on drugs. <laughs> like that's that's insane. Because he's like the gator looked at me funny, and then it said, "What are you gonna do about it, bitch?" And I'm not gonna stand for that. I'm gonna jump the enclosure and I sort of wrestle in it. Like that's an insane man. Hodge was taken to the public safety department and tried to flood the holding sale by balling up Whoa. toilet paper to clog the toilet bowl and drain and the drain on the floor. Records show. Police say Hodge threatened to flood the whole facility. And I'm part gator, baby. You'll never take me down. <laughs> I do. I, I do. Because if this was olden times, they'd be like, what are we going to do with this troublemaker? And they're just going to be like, hang him. And he's like, wait, what? I was just whipping around a gator and flooding some toilets. He's facing charges of animal cruelty, progress- possessing or injuring an alligator, unarmed burglary, and criminal mischief. Wait, so possessing or injuring an alligator is a separate crime from possessing animal or cruelty? Injuring. Being yeah. the same count is a strange yeah. thing. Like, uh, you're either kidnapping or torturing this person. <laughs> you what? either you either own this Furby or you're Sid from Toy Story and you're cruelly taking it apart. Either way, you're in the wrong. 
you're either taking care of this beautiful beast and that you love so much and gave a cute little name or you're fucking whipping it around like <laughs> it's a it towel, <laughs> like it owes you money. Like, wow. Oh, well, well I, I, hope I hope that I hope that did, I hope that lesson taught. I hope that that segment taught you a lesson. Will did the gator survive? I couldn't tell you. Does it say? Oh man! It said injuring, so I don't know. Maybe it's still around. I'm I'm gonna believe it's still Poor alive. Guy. Let's thoughts and prayers. This is the only time that thoughts and prayers actually. I'm gonna say that because normally people say that for like natural disasters. Yeah, but, but I this one like is the most appropriate. About, we're talking about one gator here. Yeah, I'm praying for the health of a gator. For one this gator, is the most appropriate. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's get uh, from the the hatred of a gator to romance. It's of a gator. Uh, no, <laughs> if only. No. Uh, this is from this is Amazon erotica, where we Ooh, baby go on. We've all, to, we've been so sensual this episode. What with the mm, many folds and yeah, the, this is really the, gross the, episode. The crazy <laughs> Florida we went people. to Florida. Mustard skittles, uh-huh. gross flush creations, uh-huh. and then <laughs> fucking Florida man Florida, being yeah, Florida nasty. Man. Yeah. But this is a continuation from last week. This is the Ghostly Guardian series Ooh. by Louisa Masters. We, uh, it's fine because we're on book three now. The plot doesn't continue. It, it's one of those that what? I had to go hard cut because the first the first two were in sequence. Like the, it was a sequel mm-hmm. to the first one. Right. Then this one, completely different characters. Okay, and I always feel annoyed because I'm like. What the fuck? Why this is not why did you do? Thing. Why did you do this world building? <laughs> yeah, for me. It, I think the only thing that is, it's like the Mannix Mansion or whatever that she worked at before. Ooh, the but Mannix anyway, Mansion is the connecting thread. This is Conduit Crisis, uh, and it has, of course, a, a shirt li- or a man in a uh, flannel shirt, but it's unbuttoned. And oh boy, boy, he's God. got some muscles. He's Does got he some have abs? At least a ten? No, a sixteen pack? No. Mm-hmm. 32 pack baby just so many abs just abs and abs and abs and abs and abs and abs not only that he's got ghost abs oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. layers you can see through the abs into the inner abs mm. now this is i'm gonna say this is a, a way to open up a a one of these descriptions being in love with my straight friend isn't easy <laughs> hey. oh hey i've been there okay all right. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> what a comment. Uh, I thought biting for Daniel was an epic tragedy, but then I found out I'm a conduit. Somebody oh, who can <laughs> somebody who can communicate with beings from the other world. And my unrequited love for one of my best friends seems less of a problem. So when a spirit is destroyed while ter- trying to warn me of an approaching disaster, it makes sense for Daniel to step up and help me search for more information. Oh, it just makes sense. Yeah. It just makes sense. Listen, listen, there's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be 9-11-2. It's going to be the awful, dude. <laughs> okay, Daniel. Okay, Daniel. Let's just <sighs> calm down, Daniel. Close up. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, or it, or it, it does until my mom turns up 20 years after abandoning me and Daniel turns into Mr. Productive. One thing leads to another, and somehow the whole town now thinks we're dating. Oh, and my mom, and my mom just wants to love me. Oh, geez. Oh, you keep on, oh, he's such a nice man. I hope he finds a girl that's right for him. Hopefully my son isn't, I don't know, a conduit for spirits. (laughs) 
That would be terrible. <laughs> Good nice boyfriend you got here. It'd be a shame if anybody conjured a spirit and uh, you know, and blew him that up. had that had <laughs> blew him up. <laughs> As if that is at all enough to deal with Daniel's having a bisexual awakening. Why is that a bad thing? I feel like that's a good thing in can the context just, yeah, of this plot. Can you just butt out, maybe? And he's looking to me, his gay friend, to guide him through it. Oh, he's geez. like, I can guide something into you. Uh, oh. I'd, do, I'd do anything for him. But the thought of being with him and then watching him move on to another guy, I don't know if my heart could take it. But I have to toughen up and get on with it because whatever's happening in the other world is spilling over to here. And it's going to take everyone, everyone, everyone we've got to keep humanity safe if we can. Everyone in the context of this, in like that we know about, is the, the narrator who doesn't have a name currently uh, Daniel, this bisexual confused man, and his mother. And not Danny's mother, the narrator's mother. That's the hey. only bit. It's like, our powers combined. <laughs> we could destroy it. Hey, Daniel. So um, now that you're over at my place, you want to just like turn off the lights? Or It's me, Davy Jones, and I want oh, a bone. I'm spilling into <laughs> your world. Sorry about that, Daniel. It's all a ghost. They keep interrupting hey. all my gay sex. It's me. It's time for me to spill into your bone session, baby. Oh, is this a bad time? Oh, yeah, you know it's a bad time. It's always a bad time. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll just stay in the corner then. I'm a nasty ghost, all right? Oh, you're, you're having a bisexual awakening? Well, I could maybe talk to you about that if you wanted to. to, to <laughs> I've been around a long time, and you just get around. You know, it's yeah, been hundreds dish. of years. <laughs> let's really dish on this. Let's really figure this out. Uh, and this is the last book. This is book four of the Ghost of the Guardians books. Gateway Catastrophe. Uh-oh. Bing bong. Gateway. It only took seconds for my world to change. I live a simple, small-town life. Helping with the family restaurant. This is a new narrator, by the way. This oh, new okay. Protagonist, All right. I think. I, sorry. <laughs> I tuned out for one second and a whole yeah, switcheroo. It's, it's a new book. My side gig as a ride share driver, hanging with my best friend, making the most of the extra time with, with my ghost grandma. Oh, my ghost grandma. <laughs> <laughs> honey, honey, you should meet a nice man. It's a, it's a, he's just my best friend, though. My unfinished business is I always wanted great grandkids. Okay, Grandma, please. I can't. If you're okay, in the please. bedroom with Can me you all stop the time, it's me. never going to happen. This is not paranormal. <laughs> this is not fun. I'm a grown man. The only exciting thing to happen to me in the past year is when Gabe moved to town. Too bad Nana scared him off. Classic Fuck. Nana. Hey, Gabe, you ever seen Poltergeist? Oh, whoa. Nana. Nana. It's hard to imagine. It's hard to impress a guy when your dead grandmother calls him the devil. <laughs> and you're the fucking devil. You're the devil. I hate you. <laughs> Gabe, Gabe, you better get out of here. She's go she's just having one of her moments. She's having a moment. The last thing I expect when I pick up a rideshare client and take him to Manic's estate is that he's a demon. Oh. An actual breathing can kill me with a thought <laughs> demon. Oh, geez. Please don't think about killing me. That would be mildly inconvenient. <laughs> <laughs> that night blows my, my simple life apart and changes everything. Turns out, ghosts aren't the weirdest thing out there. My best friend and Gabe are both part of this alternate world, and there's a big bad demon 
who wants to end us all. What's a small town boy to do to but roll up his sleeves and join the fight to save the world? <laughs> Work. By the way, this is, these What's are two What's a small bucks. town boy except to roll down his pants and get to save in the world, you know? Yeah. This is these are two books, by the way, written by a woman from the perspective of a, of a gay man, and uh-huh. I don't think that's necessarily huh. how that works huh. in terms of interesting. She's like, I like cock, they like cock. We're I think I understand same. it. It's the same. They write what you know. I know cock. <laughs> I know Come cock. On. Cock and ghosts. That's <laughs> that's, that's what this all is. I know. Working side by side with Gabe reminds me how much I liked him when we first met, and the feelings mutual. As the clock counts down, we both struggle with personal issues. It's good to know that there's someone to lean on. But I don't know if our tenuous connection can survive the hell that's coming and see us through to the other side. But anyway, that that's the Ghostly Guardians series. That's so the Ghostly Guardians. That. And that's the end of this podcast. Oh, geez. We're at the end of it, Theo. Uh, and we would like to thank all of you for joining us on this adventure through the, through nastiness. Through the gross... The gross wasteland. We we really are out here one. for you. Yeah. But uh, if you have any nasty things to send us, send it to segmentcitypodcast at gmail.com. Hit up our, our X. Not really. I, I, I already deactivated my Twitter account, my X account. So oh. <laughs> our, our Twitter account might be in limbo. I don't know. All right. Uh, and our YouTube, Segment City, that's still up for sure. And we would like, to, uh, we, if you have any reviews... Give us ratings. Give us star ratings. Give us reviews. We'd love to see them on what we can work on on the podcast. And we'd like to give a big thank you to somebody in particular. Thank you to Rachel Robinson. She does our intro music. And you can find her other works wherever you stream music worldwide. And I'm taking the reins right into this. I okay, was poisoned. This is the second entry. one. This is the second <laughs> one in a row, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> Taco Bell four days ago. Taco Bell, oh. South Main Street, Watervliet, Michigan. I ordered okay. two regular bean burritos for lunch, and a few hours oh, later, a... started feeling ill. I started oh. with diarrhea, and evening, <laughs> that evening, which led to vomiting. Four oh. days later, I still have the diarrhea after different medications, <laughs> and will probably have to seek medical help. The restaurant seemed in disarray as one of the workers had a small child there running around in the dining area like it was a daycare. The rest of the workers were standing around on their cell phones directing customers to order at the kiosk. Never again. McDonald's are for children because they have play places. Tacos are for teenagers and stoners. Come on, everybody. And they're not for having a nice bean burrito without a blast off experience later that day. I think you said diertita or something. Diertita is absolutely should be on the menu because you know what you're going to get. I'll take the diet Oh, okay, sure. That's it. Is just it's refried beans and a tortilla. Like, All right, we'll yeah. we'll serve it to you in the bathroom. We'll we'll get you when your order's ready. Oh, thank you. I love the smell of shit and soap. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, that's gonna do it for us. Thanks for yeah. tuning in. Come back. Again. <laughs> we can't say that after this episode. We can't be like, hey, our folks. Nasty Graham episode. Thanks for tuning into our nasty, nasty, gross one. Anyway, let's. That's a man having diarrhea. Next time on Segment City. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, more segments. That's how it goes. Thank that's you. Real facts. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>